0: This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also, there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So, open up the Notes app on your phone and let's get started. There and welcome to episode 22 of Too Busy to Podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, hey, thank you once again for joining and listening to the show. In this episode, I want to share some recording platforms. This is if you are a solo podcaster or if you do guest interviews as well. But before we dig into that today, I want to do another listener shout out. Rachel Boltfield, thank you so much for the lovely review that you left on Apple Podcast this week. Rachel said, a brilliant podcast and well worth a listen to all podcasters. Rosemarine really knows her stuff and packs each episode with great tips and advice. I especially enjoyed listening to Michelle Dineo's story, which is part of the Spotlight series. There were great tips. And when you talk about short podcasts, that really resonated with me. I also love the four Ps that Rosemary recommends to follow when working on a podcast. Thank you so much, Rachel. Your words mean everything to me. I love that you've taken away tips and strategies and learned so much from our guests. I agree that Michelle's story is absolutely amazing. If you have not listened to the Spotlight Series episodes as yet, I will highly recommend that you do. Each podcaster shares something different. They've all had a different journey and it has been an absolute pleasure meeting each and every one of them. So thank you, Rachel. If you would like to be part of our listener shout out, please do leave a review and I will read your review out on the next episode of the show. All right. So let us get into today's episode. Today, as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about recording platforms. There are platforms that you could use as a solo podcaster, and then there are specialist platforms that you could use when you're interviewing guests. So let's kick off with solo. There's two that come immediately to mind, and that's Audacity and GarageBand. Audacity is for PC and Mac users, whereas GarageBand is only for Mac users. So make sure you choose correctly. They're both absolutely free. They're both great for beginners, I use Audacity still just because I know it really well. It suits my needs. I find it really easy to use and I've kind of got into a, a flow with it. So it's a lot easier for me. What I love about Audacity and GarageBand is that you can record directly into the software and edit at the same time as well. So if for example, me recording this episode, I am recording into Audacity and then once I am finished, I can move my track up to the spot that it needs to be within my template, edit it, export it, and voila, done. So there's no, you know, recording it somewhere else and then having to download it and import it. None of that. When you're a solo podcaster, it's that little bit easier. You record in the platform that you also edit in. So those are two for you, Audacity and GarageBand. Depending on what laptop you've got and what system you use, you can pick GarageBand or Audacity. Now, there's also Zoom. I know a lot of people, and I have got a couple of clients who use Zoom to record their podcast. I don't recommend it just because, you know, Zoom is great. Zoom really blew up in the COVID pandemic when we were all stuck at home, working from home. It was a way to communicate with our teams and our family. So, you know, Zoom is really, really popular. But Zoom is for meetings. It's for conferences. It's for webinars. The audio quality isn't really of the standard that you need it to be as a podcaster. But I do know that people use Zoom. I obviously won't say, oh, I can't work with you because you're using Zoom. But what I would recommend that you do to anyone listening to this episode is just invest that little bit of money and use something either free that I've already discussed, or if it's guess, use something else, which I'll come on to in a moment. Just this week, I was editing one of my clients' podcasts, They're co-hosts, so there's two of them, And it was very clear that the Wi-Fi connection for one of the co-hosts kept dipping in and out. And because they're batch record, all three episodes that they recorded that day were messed up. And that's one thing that I can't fix. So, you know, I can try and reduce a dog barking in the background. I could try and take out or reduce breaths. But what I can't do is fix Wi-Fi issues and the impact that that has is that it affects your voice. So either your voice cuts out and then I have a massive gap in the sentence in a track or your voice dips a bit and no amount of amplification will allow it to sound, it just sounds garbled. So I really don't recommend that you use Zoom If you are that way inclined, that's fine. There are some settings that you can use to make sure that you're using the platform to its most optimum. One thing I do recommend is recording on separate tracks, regardless of which platform you use. But definitely on Zoom, record on separate tracks. And why that is, is because when you are editing, and we'll come on to editing in a future episode, but when you are editing, you have more flexibility. So for example, if a dog barks, you know, your dog just goes a bit crazy because the postman's at the door, you can edit that out. You can silence that. Whereas if you and the other person or persons are on one track, it's going to be extremely difficult because everyone is on the same track. Don't worry if that doesn't make any sense right now because we haven't covered editing, but it will make a lot more sense once we do. So I will make sure that those settings are included in the show notes for you so that if you do choose to use Zoom, you are set up for su- as much success as you can be. But I highly recommend that you use a platform that's been created specifically for podcasting. All right, enough about Zoom. Let's talk about platforms that are great for interviews. There are a few that I use personally and recommend personally. And then there's a couple that I came across that I've heard either from clients or I've come across in my research that are all in ones that I thought, oh, for someone who would like to record, edit and publish in one platform, those might be quite interesting. So first up, we have Squadcast. Squadcast is very, very popular. It's a platform that allows you to record directly into the platform. You have separate tracks. You're able to download in MP3 and WAV format. And again, this will all make sense once we start covering editing. You can do video so you'll be able to see your guests. You can't record quite yet, but When I do my guest interviews, I do use video, I do record the video as well, but I find that just even seeing them really, really helps with the interview because I'm able to pick up on their cues of you know, their body language when they're about to start speaking or stop speaking, and it just really, really helps with the flow of conversation. And you can have up to four people in one recording. It's really, really reasonably priced, so for about $10 per month, you're able to do two hours. So if you're a podcast that has, you know, 15 minute episodes or half an hour episodes and you're weekly, that's just about what you can do. So for $10, that's not expensive, is it? And if you're in the UK like me, that's around maybe seven, eight pound. So a very, very small investment for quality audio. Second one up is Riverside.fm. Now, this is the one that I use. This is the one that I recommend to my clients. It's my absolute favourite. And I love it because it's simple to use. It's a clean interface. There's loads of features, half of which I don't personally use. It even connects with Facebook, YouTube, Twitter for live streaming. So if that's something that you're into, then the option is there. It supports up to eight people on your call. You get separate audio and video tracks. They've got this sort of, what do they call it? Magic editor, where it does something fancy and (laughs) it merges the audio for you or it merges the video for you, which is pretty cool. You've got a calling functionality for guests. So, you know, if you're having some sort of live chat interview, people are able to call in. So your listeners will be able to call in if that's something that you're interested in you're able to share your screen. There's so much, there's so much with Riverside. But what I love about it is the simplicity for guests. It is like a studio and I will create a studio for a guest, send them the link. And at the time and date of our interview, they just click that link. And I've had feedback from my guests that they've loved it, especially those that haven't used it before. It's just really simple. And that's something that we've talked about before on previous episodes. Like when you have guests on your show, it's super important that you make all parts of the process really, really easy. So that's why I like Riverside. In terms of pricing, it starts at $15 a month. I did use a code which got me 50% off. So I think I ended up paying something like £30 for a year, which is pretty good. And I think the $15 a month package includes two hours. And because the podcast is usually mainly solos, that works out well for me because I would usually only do two interviews a month at a push. So that works really well for me. Number three, we have Zencaster. Now Zencaster is free at the moment and has been throughout the COVID pandemic, which is a really, really nice perk. I had, I remember my first launch client started out on Zencaster and it was going really well. And then I'm not quite sure what happened, but she lost an entire interview, like an entire interview. So since then, we moved her over to Riverside and we've not had that problem since I don't know if it was because the guests left the interview early and the track didn't upload. I'm not sure, but that's something that you can't afford to have happen. You have this amazing conversation with your guests. They have gifted you an hour or so of your time. And then you have to go back and be like, oh my gosh, I'm really, really sorry. That was just a one-off. I've not experienced that. There's other people. I have another client who screams fantasticness, <laughs> about Zencastr so that's just my personal experience with it because it's free you might want to just try it out. I was going to use it for my own podcast at the beginning but I don't know I just didn't find the interface quite as simple and intuitive as Riverside. So for me, sometimes I would prefer to pay for something to know that I have that peace of mind and that simplicity rather than always going for free. So that's something to keep in mind. But, you know, Zencaster is quite good in terms of you can upload your intro, your outro, your ads, whatever you need for your episode And with the click of a button, they all come together. So that's pretty cool, especially for something that's free at the moment. You can connect to Dropbox so that it automatically saves. And that's a key part of your podcast workflow, which we'll talk about in a future episode. Like when you are looking at your workflow, what elements of it can be automated? And I know definitely with my clients, when I did use Zencaster, being able to integrate with Dropbox or being able to integrate with Google Drive is fantastic because I don't then need to go into their platforms to download. It just eliminates one step from your process. So that's something to keep in mind. Zencaster also have an automatic post production feature that will adjust, reduce noise and auto adjust. So it's kind of like your editing platform within your recording platform, which is pretty cool. So, you know, just check out, I'll include all the links to all these different platforms in the show notes. So have a look and see which one would best suit you and your needs. Now, I've also heard of one called Clean Feed. I've not used it personally, but I want to mention it here Because it seems to be one that is a little bit under the radar, but has nothing but positive reviews. They have a free plan, so it might be that you want to just check it out to see if it suits you. And this one, from my research, is great for live recording. So if you're doing a podcast that's gonna be live, then this might be one that you want to consider. And then we go on to the all in ones. Now, I'm a fan of reducing workload. And so an all-in-one can be an option. Now there's a few. There's Alitu. I've used Alitu before with a client and I was quite impressed. You are able to record, edit and publish all in that platform. The only thing with Ali2 and maybe the other all in one platforms as well is that, you know, of course, I'm a podcast editor, you know, through and through. So I want to be able to edit my podcast in its entirety, whether it's mine or my clients. So there are some limitations with Ali2. It will be very basic editing, it won't be the same as what you do in Audacity. But this could be perfect for the podcaster starting out who wants to keep things simple, you know, you're doing a solo podcast, so you can just record an 2 And then once you're finished recording, you can just pop over and start editing out. So when I worked with my client, I was able to edit out some breaths. So it's just very, very basic you are able to then publish. So my client was with Buzzsprout and they're integrated with Buzzsprout. So with a click or a couple of clicks of a button, we were able to publish her episode from Alitu So I thought that was pretty cool. And as you know, if you're a loyal listener of this show, I am all about simplicity, making things easy and straightforward and Alitu ticks that box. There's also Cast, so C-A-S-T. That's another all-in-one They have a free plan. It sounds very similar to Ali 2. Starts from $10 a month for 10 hours, which sounds like a pretty good deal, if I'm honest, especially if you compare that to Riverside, which is $15 a month for two hours. (laughs) So that sounds like a pretty good deal. Again, they have a free plan, so you can go in, see if it's something that works for you. There's certain things that you should probably consider when it comes to choosing your recording platform. Some of those I've mentioned before in terms of separate tracks. If it is a specific podcasting platform, I imagine that will come as standard because, you know, the people that create these platforms know all about podcasting and separate tracks is definitely the best way to edit. Being able to save your files locally is also an option. That's what I love about Riverside. They save the files locally, but then they also save them, I think, in the cloud. If an interview was to get lost, I can pick up a backup file. So that's the part of Riverside that I quite like. If you're not very techie, it might be that you want a system that has raving reviews for the support team. I've never really had, except for Zencaster where my client's file disappeared, I've no, re- never really had to reach out to support. But if you're someone who isn't very techie and might just need a bit of guidance starting out, It might be that you want a support team that's responsive. So, you know, none of this must have to wait 48 hours. That's not helpful for you. Because if you're stuck with using a platform, waiting for that period of time is not very helpful. So maybe a four hour turnaround. And for as many of them, have a look at what they look like. As I mentioned, for me, Riverside is a very clean interface. It's very intuitive, but we're all different. So you might look at it and think, oh my gosh, this is too much because it has so many features. So it might be that you just want to create an account, look at a couple of them, especially the ones that are free. There's really no harm. See if there's a trial version for the ones that are paid and just have a play around to see which one suits you best. So to recap, there are a number of recording platforms. If you are a solo podcaster or you will be doing interviews or you have a co-host, Zoom, as I mentioned, is not my preferred platform because it was made more for meetings and webinars and conferences. So the quality of the audio isn't at the level that one would expect for podcasting. So I always recommend that you use a platform that was created specifically for podcasting. If you are, however, just really comfortable with Zoom, that's what you want to use. I will include in the show notes instructions for how you can get the best audio so there might be some things that you need to change in your zoom account so that you can set up your podcast for success using zoom so that's it for today next week we have an amazing guest on the show who is going to be talking to us about perfecting our podcast voice I had such an amazing time interviewing this guest we really got into the topic. I'll be sharing a video where we did some actual exercises, which I was not expecting, but, you know, was actually quite fun. So I'm super excited to share that with you guys next week. So until then, stay safe and speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy To Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.